I'm Michael Statham and you're listening to the Studio Podcast, essays, observations, stories and therapy sessions from an emerging artist. This is episode 6, finally the season 1 finale. so far no matter where you find yourself you're always where you are go anywhere you go do anything you do i'll be with you hello and welcome back this is the sixth and final episode of season one of the studio podcast i must admit that for various reasons These short six episodes have proved to be a little harder to produce than I had first anticipated, and this final episode needed to be relegated to second place recently over other more urgent tasks that needed my attention, as well as some annoying and time-consuming IT issues. Since recording the last episode, I've updated my macOS to Catalina, and it would appear that Audacity and Catalina don't play well together, so it's taken me a while to figure out how to work around that glitch. That said, I have enjoyed publishing these soundbites despite their semi-regular schedule and will definitely be working towards recording a second season, possibly earlier in the new year. And if I've learned anything from this exercise, it's that before I commit to a second season, I need to have all the shows scripted well in advance, ready to record and publish on time. Writing and recording the first season on an episode-by-episode basis has proved to be a bit of a challenge to say the least. Having to deal with other priorities has meant that I've managed to miss the publication slot on a couple of occasions. I knew that the project wouldn't be at all easy to complete, but I've come across hurdles that, as a novice podcaster, I couldn't predict and certainly didn't expect. Of course, now that I know better, there's no excuse for missing deadlines. Famous last words. Among the list of problems was getting to grips with Adobe Audition, and then later with Audacity to record and edit the audio. I changed to Audition as my exorbitant Adobe subscription came to an end and I had to make a choice as to which programs I really needed in order to save money. So naturally Photoshop went out and Audition got sidelined and substituted with the free sound editor Audacity. Which has proved to be a smart step because Audacity is much easier to use, at least I think, and it has made post-production editing a bit simpler. Removing the pauses and breaths and sighs and frequent profanity took an inordinate amount of time, so any chance to make this a smoother process was welcome. The first recording was made in my studio, but the ambient sounds became something of a distraction during the playback. Moving recording location back to the house provided a more stable atmosphere, although I then had to be content with a final recording that sounded like I'd set up my studio in the subterranean levels of Wayne Manor. I've since discovered that several strategically placed pillows and the closing of curtains helped to soften the sound. Just a bit, anyway. It can still sound like I'm speaking into a tin can at times, but I'm working on smoothing that out. I think I've recorded from every room in the house so far in an attempt to find that sweet spot, but if anyone has any tips, please feel free to let me know, ready for next season. Even after twiddling with the audio files in Audacity, the varying degree of tinnitus that I have on any given day means that I can't always tell if the sound quality is up to par. I've had tinnitus for... well, forever I think. I can't remember a time when the thoughts in my head weren't accompanied by this constant screeching counterpoint. Background sounds from the TV or from conversation go some way to drowning it out. No, not drowning it out exactly, more like tweaking the volume just enough to make the tinnitus no longer the primary source of sound. And at night, when I'm trying to sleep, I wear my earbuds on a low volume as the silence of the bedroom is literally deafening. I think it must be genetic. My mum had it, 
and one of my sisters has it too. She's in her 70s now, my sister that is, and she wears hearing aids in an effort to help with the sound definition. Not that these work at all really, and having a conversation with her is one of the most frustrating things I can think of for both parties involved. So at least I have that to look forward to. But back to the podcast. This has been and I guess will continue to be a work in progress. It has evolved over the six episodes and I'm continuing to address areas like improving the sound quality. This whole process of opening up my practice to public scrutiny has been one of those situations that I believe people refer to as being out of one's comfort zone. But in my case, this comfort zone extends a mere three feet in all directions, so being able to step out of it wasn't difficult by any means. Coming up with the topic and writing the script, reading and recording it, these are all things that I'm not used to at all. And comfortable is not an adjective that I'd attach to the process. That's just one of the reasons why I persisted with the project, and I'll try to continue with it in an attempt to address my now well-documented insecurities. It might not seem like it to my listeners, but I generally don't like to talk about myself, or talk about anything really. As I said in one of the earlier episodes, I'm rubbish at starting conversations and making small talk. But writing the scripts for the podcast has been enjoyable and it's allowed me to gain a little bit of confidence from that process. If only every day was like that. Perhaps I should stick to conversing via text or email. That would make life so much easier. But the writing side of the studio podcast has reminded me how much I enjoy it. Even though I often find it difficult to express myself sometimes in a face-to-face situation, writing gives me time for consideration, which conversation doesn't. I've always been able to achieve greater precision and clarity in writing than I can when being expected to verbally improvise on the spot. On those occasions, I turn into a babbling idiot, with the uncanny ability to make the simplest hello feel like I'm about to address the nation on live TV. I seem to forget that sometimes just saying hi is enough. Something that I've learned over the last few weeks is that I need to adopt a more structured approach to my time in the studio. I've been neglecting less exciting tasks in favour of quick hit accomplishments. I'm behind on so many aspects of my work and I haven't painted properly or for a sustained period for a while and I'm feeling a little bit lost because of that. And while working on the house these past few months, it's become obvious how important time management is to a project. This is an obvious takeaway from the old day job, so I'd like to think that I've honed my skills in that area. I just need to apply these skills to my studio work too. With that in mind, I've decided to design my workflow to better help me spend time in the studio more productively. I envision this as simply being a spreadsheet for the month, broken down into weeks and these weeks down into the days. Each day filtered further into hour slots starting at 9am and ending at 5pm. Each task for the day will get its own time slot, but these times won't be set in stone mainly because I have a knack of wildly underestimating how long it takes me to do anything. But I'm hoping that this will act as a guide for how long I should be spending on a task and help me to adapt the way that I work. Hopefully the end result will mean that I can perhaps maintain the balance between admin and creative and stay on a more even keel. I'm also going to make time for more sketching and perhaps a little writing too. Obviously I sketch now, but it's clearly not enough, and when I do, it's to work out ideas rather than just for the sake of it. I have an iPad Pro and a pencil that I need to get more use out of, at least when it comes down to sketching, so I'll be test driving a few sketching apps to see which is the best or most suitable. I have my eye on both the Procreate app and the new Adobe Fresco app, as both look like equally viable candidates, so I'll be setting aside some time to decide which is the best fit. When I've made my decision, I'll probably put a review of both on my blog, so look out for that. 
also hoping that this will eliminate my sketching issues previously documented in episode 3. And I'd also like to write more. This was a regular activity back in the day, but for some reason it took a back seat and eventually got kicked out of the car entirely. So beside composing short blog posts and the odd complaint letter to various corporate entities, I haven't written much at all for a very very long time. I can't actually remember how long it's been, but I do recall that I didn't wear reading glasses in those days, so based on that alone it's been well over 10 years. So it remains to be seen how these newly planned days will affect my output. I know that on other episodes I've stated my disdain for to-do lists and aid memoirs, but desperate times call for desperate measures. It's time to buckle down and get with the programme. In preparation for this new dynamic approach to working I've had a bit of a clear out in the studio. In doing so I've come across some screen prints from a few years ago. These are in various different styles and from when I was experimenting with the format. For example I've got an edition of four prints from a series I call the Pantheon Project. Each print shows an interpretation of one of four characters from Greek mythology, Hades, Poseidon, Medusa and Ares. These were an exercise in exploring the use of negative space, so have a bold graphic quality to them, printed using only black and yellow ink on 300 gram paper measuring 40 by 40 centimeters. At the time, these were to be part of a group show, which unfortunately got cancelled one week into its run. There's some dispute between the gallery owner and the group organizing the exhibition, so these haven't seen the light of day in a very long time. I did sell a few of these though. A set of four prints were sold to a collector soon after the aborted exhibition and I've recently discovered that these were featured in an article in the May edition of Country Homes and Interiors magazine. If you take a look at my website you'll find shots from this article. I also have an edition of 50 of uh, a risograph print that I submitted for last year's Royal Academy show. A graphic representation of a formula landscape entitled Monument. Unfortunately, this didn't make it through to the selection this year, which is a shame because I really love the way it came out. This is my first attempt at Rusecraft printing, and I ended up contacting a studio in Glasgow called Risotto Studios. They were incredibly helpful and put up with my constant queries and deadline panics because I'd left this to the last minute, as I do with most things. But I just managed to get the print completed and delivered, photographed, and managed to submit it the day before the deadline. It was a shame that all that effort went unrewarded. If you'd like to see any of these prints, you can take a gander over at mixtatham.com forward slash prints. They've all been posted on my Etsy shop and links to all available editions will be noted on my website. I think they still hold up as nice examples of graphic art, so if you need a quick hit to brighten up your home or workspace, or perhaps it's someone's birthday coming up, obviously we're nearly close to Christmas, they're all available for you to buy at the bargain price of £40 plus postage. Once again, thanks for listening to Season 1 of the show. Remember that you can subscribe to the podcast for free on all major podcast platforms, so make sure you subscribe now in readiness for Season 2 in the new year. You can find me on the web at mixstatham.com, on Instagram and Facebook at michaelstathamart, and on Twitter at mikestathamart. The music for this podcast is called Walking Back by Aaron Sprinkle, incidental music called Golden Years by Shimmer. Both are licensed from signstripe.com. I'm Michael Statham, and you've been listening to the Studio Podcast. <laughs>